This is Lukardowski of We Are Change that are joined by Tim Pavote, uh, the Liberty Advisor. And in this Pichot, video, and you know Pichot, dude. Go on. In this video, we will be discussing the idea of a universal basic income. A fringe idea not so long ago, but now becoming an unavoidable reality. Now, of course, this is something that again was just crazy not so long ago, but it's something that's happening right now in Spain. It's been happening for a while with the big banks and the big corporations and the elites in the United States. We're getting a little taste test of it with $1,200 being sent to us sometime soon in a bill that, uh, that, that only took out $250 billion for that. Meanwhile, the whole bill was $2 trillion and people estimate that people will have to pay back at least $8,000 in taxes uh, for that $1,200 overall when all the dust is settled. So as we get a little test run of this idea that's been previously promoted by Andrew Yang, Elon Musk, it looks like Spain is taking the bull by its horns or taking the hammer and sinkle uh, by its, uh, you know, uh, handles or whatever, and running with this idea as they're announcing that they will be moving to permanently establish universal basic income. Now, we still don't know the full details and extent of exactly what is going to be happening in Spain, but the prime minister announced already a rolled out 200 euro billion dollar package that is worth 216 billion US dollars to supposedly boost the Spanish economy. And now he's saying that he's moving forward with this plan and they will be making it happen in some way, in hook or crook or way with the euro, which is a little bit, uh, it's, it's gonna be very hard to understand how this is gonna be rolled out. Tim. What do you make of all of this? Well, I thought this way you're going to make a running of the bulls comment over there of running with this in Spain. Uh, but anyways, what, yeah, what I make of this is that there's no way that this is eventually going to work on a long enough time horizon, even on a short time horizon, especially in America. I mean, those checks have, you know, let's face it, those checks are already spent before the money is even here. So it's going to be a good temporary boost, but it's not going to replace, you know, the 10 million people who are going to be out of work or potentially even much greater numbers than that. But to me, I mean, this really isn't even about necessarily the income. It's about the fact that our money has been so devalued. So we've seen a big push for, you know, workers aren't getting paid enough. Uh, now we could you know, argue what enough is and I do, but the thing is we're always being taught in government schools to, you know, attack these symptoms and not actually t attack the root causes. And to me, the root cause is the fact that the money has been so devalued. So as you print more money, it becomes worth less and less and less and eventually becomes worthless. And I think, you know, a really good thing to point out over here, we uh, flip over to my screen and let's see if we can see this. But in 1964, the, the dollar, uh, so the minimum wage in 1964 was $1.25, which as we see calculated today using the government's inflation numbers would be $10.40. The bigger picture though, isn't necessarily this. The bigger picture is the fact that the money in 1964 was actually, uh, you, know, you know, what you had is, you know, the, the dimes back then, the quarters contained actual real silver. So flip over here to the screen, we see a 1964 silver dime. These silver dimes are going for, like the, in the worst conditions over here, are going for $1.32. Uh, and so when you had 10 of those, you know, that's, uh, 
you know, over, over 10 bucks, not 10 bucks an hour right there in terms of minimum wage. Now, uh, you know, that's uh, per dollar. So I mean, you get the multiply by 10. So you're looking at $10 and 32 cents for what was, uh, you know, a dime. Now, if you're in a brilliant condition, you can get up to $6 and 34 cents for a dime, which is crazy. So now if you take a look at the silver price, so today the silver price is $15 and 14 cents. Then let's flip back to what the minimum wage was in 1964, $1.25. I mean, that's, so you're looking at if you had five quarters, you know, so if you were getting paid in quarters as opposed to getting paid, uh, you know, in direct deposits, because I'm not sure if they even had direct deposits in 1964, but if they, if they did, or if you were getting paid in, in actual do, in quarters, that'd be about like 18 bucks an hour or an hour right now. And so not too long ago when silver was at 20 bucks, uh, that'd be closer to, you know, probably $25 an hour. So for me, if you're not attacking the problem that is the money, then you're really just missing the bigger issue. And I, I do see there's some other places trying to implement this as well, Luke. Um, but so, sorry, I just got sidetracked here. Uh, but it's also important, you were just talking about silver. It's very difficult to even get your hands on silver now. Uh, as of course, you know, the, the price is $15, but good luck trying to get it anywhere because everyone's trying to move away and buy precious metals as a way to find an alternative to all of this. But when it comes to the kind of idea of basic universal income, I mean, you were talking about 10 million people being unemployed. Those are still the official numbers. Uh, and again, we still have to understand many states have shut down. They stopped reporting. Uh, they stopped processing a lot of the paperwork. The true unemployment numbers usually come in two to three weeks, now even longer extended extended periods of time because of this slowdown and everyone staying home. So the unemployment numbers are going to be huge. Small businesses, medium-sized businesses are, are, you know, they can't compete with, with Walmart. They can't compete with Costco. They're being told to shut down their doors. Restaurants and other businesses will be absolutely shattered. Uh, and, and again, this is extremely important to understand here because again, when, with this, you know, tragedy that's been made worse by government, the government's going to come in and think of these answers that's going to involve not just the check to you, but more control and power over you. I don't know if you've ever been to Spain. Uh, Europe, again, is, is mainly a more kind of, uh, you know, liberal kind of bastion of, of kind of socialism. They're more favorable towards those ideas. But just even spending some time in Spain, they definitely don't have their things uh, together. They have a very corrupt government. There's a ton of protests happening there. Uh, basic utilities are sometimes in shambles, as of course, there's massive civil unrest with people just being unhappy. I mean, I was there in Spain before the major Occupy Wall Street movement. There was the Occupado movement that was happening there in Barcelona that inspired Occupy Wall Street, that inspired uh, you know, uh, other movements that was going along with this kind of culture of Tahir Square and this culture of mass civil unrest. That still continues to this day. Occupy Wall Street came and went in the United States. In Spain, there's still a lot of massive civil unrest happening. There was just a woman's march down there with thousands and thousands of women coming out into the street marching together so so the the way that i see this unfolding is is probably going to be in a similar fashion that this experiment played out in fin finland finland had a temporary kind of uh, exercise in universal basic income where they wanted to test this with 2000 people and for a year they gave them 640 dollars a month and after studying and looking at this very closely, they found that after giving people money with no strings attached, uh, people got happy, but they didn't get jobs. And overall, it led to not 
a better situation as promised as the one that's being toted to you by people like Elon Musk or Andrew Yang that are big proponents of this. And again, uh, I'm not a fan of, of, of UBI. I'm not a fan of this latest bailout, but also most importantly, this is still nothing. This is still chicken scraps compared to what the banksters, the corporations, and the elites get with their buddies in government that siphon off the wealth from us in debt this country and give it off to them. That's the bigger point here that's important. Yeah, I mean, and then I mean, just take a look at everything that the government does. I mean, right now, I mean, it was Harry Brown who said, you know, the government will break you a leg and then give you, uh, you know, give you a crutch. And so here they are; they've, they've artificially made all these people unemployed, and now uh, I mean, it's not artificial; they are unemployed now. And these numbers that are coming out, and I'm trying to pull up, uh, pull this up right now. So if we go head over to the screen, this is shadowstats.com, and they have the they have this over at twenty, almost twenty three percent of what the real uh, unemployment rate number is now. Now. Now, again, that's a very loaded type statement because they don't calculate on inflation and unemployment, here we are talking unemployment, the same way as what they used to. And so if you count it the same way that they used to, uh, if you're trying to compare this to a Great Depression type era, you know, this, you know, we're basically there. It's just you can't really see it because we don't really have the classic bread lines that we used to see, which I guess we do now. I mean, there's articles I've seen out of Drudge where it shows mile long lines just outside of Mar-a-Lago. Um, you know, right in the right in the president's backyard of, of these huge bread lines. But nowadays, since everyone has EBT cards or SNAP cards, uh, you don't really necessarily see the soup kitchens. It's not really as in your face as what it used to be. And so, really, I mean, the 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 main thing that they them those the powers that be the main thing they're worried about is keeping you know all the little ants in line. So we're you know basically cash cows for them. We're the ants, and it's not about uh, you know just like in the bug's life, it's not about the food. It's about keeping those ants in line. And right now. Uh, you know, it's not about, I mean, why do we even have to pay taxes if the fact, if the government, like all these bailout programs are more than all the taxes uh, that we collect on a, I mean, it's, it's almost now with six trillion. I mean, that's about how much taxes we collect over two years. Uh, and so why don't we just have a two-year tax reprieve? But it's not about the taxes. It's about keeping us control, about taking tax money from here, giving it over there, you know, giving it to black budget type type uh you know situation that's going on and uh but you know not to, and you're talking about this women's march well and not to make a little joke out of this but uh i guess at least they're only losing 79 cents on the hour for every dollar that a man's losing but obviously that's a obviously that's that's a you know that's a that's a being facetious with, with that one because that's been disproven seven ways to sunday uh the other thing is i wrote a book a little booklet 18 pages long and how they rigged the economy and in these trying times when luke just got kicked off uh, demonetized off We Are Change yesterday. I mean, we're not joking around when we say that we need backup ways of communicating with you. So one of those is through text messages. So if you guys text one word, change the news, no spaces, just change the news uh, with an S to 71441, you're going to get my presentation on uh, crisis retiring from uh, two years ago at Anacapoco and also get uh, my book that I wrote on how they rig these numbers. And if you know how they rig it, great. But the problem is 99% of the people that you interact with or know don't know how they rig these things. And so until you actually know how the system works you can't actually ever try to improve the system now i just think the whole system there is no really fixing it and we just need to basically create a new paradigm for this whole entire thing anyways i think it's all basically bs but you know the the the, the answer is we need to have sound money. We need to get a rid of, we can't have money that's based on debt. So in order to get a dollar into the system, we have to create a dollar of debt. And so, oh, we're going to bail everybody out by giving more debt into the system. Oh, so that's going to, that's going to fix a debt problem. Just give, you know, everybody way more debt. Uh, and then 
we can't ever have the interest rates go up because then if the rates go up, then we can't pay back the debt that we already did. And so as the video that we did yesterday on the IMF, then it's going to be coming in like, oh, well, you know, we like this resource or that resource that you happen to have, uh, except in terms of the government, the only resource they have is the ability to treat us like tax cows and to, uh, you know, take our money. So yeah, Luke, I just don't think it's going to work. It's just, unfortunately, we've got a dumbed down populace and even, even economic majors, AOC has a minor in economics. Uh, and when people say, oh, well, Tim, you don't have an economics major. I'm like, well, that probably makes me more qualified to talk about economics, even though I was two classes away from being, being one. But yeah, this, it's not going to work, Luke. It's just uh, very tired of seeing people always attack the symptom and never attack the root cause of anything. You got you to send me that text message stuff. I want to send out my stuff out there. You son of a gun. We'll talk, we'll talk about that uh, in a little bit. But the stuff you mentioned about inflation is very important. And of course, the more you just keep you know, spending and printing money and indebting yourself, what do you think is going to happen? The value of your dollar, the value that it has with its purchasing power will go down. And again, this is going to be an experiment to look at. I don't think Spain's going to be successful with this at all because, again, they're, they're doing this with the euro. The euro is a currency that is not just valued in Spain. It's a currency valued all over the world, but particularly in many European countries. So they won't be able to inflate uh, the euro because how will they be able to print it? This looks like they're doing their own thing outside of the European Union. There have been portions of Spain asking for sovereignty because they don't want to be a part of the chaotic government that already exists there. There's been a massive pushback against any kind of sovereign movements over there. So this is you know, an idea where they're trying to implement central controls, but with a bigger system that's just just not there yet. So uh, this is definitely going to to fail. Uh, you know, a lot of people are, are going to be happy about this. You know, but they're looking at this in the short term because, in reality, when you look at all of this, when you look at government intervening, if you look at government coming to give you something, it comes usually at a way bigger cost than what they actually gave you, and they and don't maybe. give you anything. They just steal it from somebody and then give it to you. All right. There's no giving. The government is not Santa Claus. When the government says, uh, you know, we're giving you free something. No, 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 no. They're giving you something that's taxpayer funded at the threat of a gunpoint pointed to someone else's head. And the more that they say they're going to give you something for free, the more they have to go around with their goons and guys with guns threatening other people to extort wealth out of them. That's, you know, the basic stuff on how everything works and develops. That's my take on it. If you think we're wrong, let me know in the comment section below. Stay tuned for more here on Change the News. We've got a lot more things to talk about, especially with how, you know, the banksters, corporations, and ruling elite already have a UBI. Wait, let's, let's also just point out that the government's number one fear right now is that, well, not right now, but the Fed, their biggest concern is the fact that the prices aren't rising fast enough. So now that we're having all these people unemployed, they, don't worry, the Federal Reserve is going to get, you know, they're going to have an answer back to them in spades when they're worried about, hey, the stuff isn't, isn't uh, you know, prices aren't going up much, as much as they'd like. Now we're going to take a quick look at, look at the, we've got the Bitcoin inflation and deflation chart over here. And so as you can see, as Bitcoin has been going you know, up and up and up, you know, the amount of baskets or goods that you can buy uh, has just, you know, greatly increased. And obviously, you know, past performance, no indication of future returns. However, uh, the other funny part is you take a look up here on top of the screen and shows that by uh, 2020, it shows the dollar just being toilet paper, uh, which I guess now maybe that's uh, toilet paper is actually pretty valuable. So maybe that's a bad, a bad analogy, but we've got lots more coming up in the next, uh, in the next video, especially as it relates to insolvencies and 
ex-Goldman Sachs executives who are now shifting portfolios into Bitcoin. So uh, start, I, just, I just wanted to throw that in there, Luke. But uh, yeah, a lot more stuff coming up. Oh, yeah. To say the least, stay tuned for more here on Change the News. Well, the government is up to its usual tricks, you know, not dealing with situations well and then using that as an excuse to steal your rights. Yeah, that. <laughs> as I just released the video, by the way, on my main channel, We Are Change Network, showing our reporting all the way back from January, telling you, take this seriously, the government hasn't. And now, because they didn't, they're doing excessive things that are just absolutely mind-boggling. And to talk about that, plus a lot more, we have Tim Pichot, the Liberty Advisor, who, of course, is always here with us in this Change the News show that we just started now to a month ago. I think we're I think we're close to a month. But anyway, uh, let's just. Well, yeah, we can, well, we can almost get monetized now. So uh, after one month, you'll be monetized. So now we can take the monetization. Good luck with that. Having me on board since, of course, we just got demonetized. But that's a whole nother story to say the least. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll keep you updated here. We should be doing more live streams on the main channel, but we're going to keep going back and forth here. So this is one of the backups that we've set up. So welcome. And welcome to the insanity of our everyday life that, again, is made worse by government intervention. As the first article I have here is just mind-blowing as we're finding out that San Diego citizens are now being fined up to $1,000 or even jailed for the horrible, illicit crime of watching the sunset at beaches in Texas. Well, that, 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 could, that could be a perfect use of, uh, of your $1,200 check from the government. So, you know, after taxes, let's say if it's 25%, you could probably actually, you still would owe the government some more money if uh, you around $8,000. Yeah. So yeah. So spend, spend, don't spend all your money in one place, and maybe it's not best you spent uh, going to the beach. I guess is all we're yeah. trying to say here. So. Yeah. Now I understand some of the you know you know precautions and, and people being respectful of other people's spaces, especially the elderly and the old. But this is this is insane. This is crazy. I've seen a lot of people get fined. I've seen a lot of people get arrested. I've seen a lot of people even be publicly shamed, like in the UK, for being alone in nature. And and again, that's just absolutely ridiculous. Another thing that's ridiculous is what's also happening in a Texas city that is now mandating its people to wear masks. This is, of course, as the government, the CDC, the Surgeon General, the World Health Organization were telling everyone, ah, the masks don't work. And uh, now now they do. And now, now as, as this has been made worse by government telling us not to wear masks, they're now going to fine us for not wearing masks. I'm like, you got to be freaking kidding me this is absolutely ridiculous and tim i want to jump to the uh, a story one up ahead to talk about the surgeon general and his recent asinine idiotic and idiotic announcement where he literally took a t-shirt that promoted um a pill to deal with the opioid crisis a big pharma you know medicine and he, he took the t-shirt and he put rubber bands on it and he's like you know the N N95 masks don't work, but uh, maybe this T-shirt will in, in an absolute idiotic just demonstration of idiocy. Since, of course, there's data showing that T-shirts and, and particularly cotton cloth, as recommended by the Surgeon General, only stop about 20 
particles from going through. And we know this because of individuals and entrepreneurs taking the situation into their own hand. There's a particular group called Sway Sew Shop that has started their kind of uh, GoFundMe right now. And they're looking into the data, the information on what material is best to make your own makeshift masks. And guess what? It's not a t-shirt. The t-shirt idea is an absolute horrendous one, but they did find out through their studies, through their independent reporting, that the best thing you could use as your own mask is a blue shop towel that they listed. This is an incredible uh, article, an incredible group of people coming together, doing the science, doing the hard work, and they came out with this information days before the Surgeon General got on stage and, and put his little opioid medicine shirt on with this face, which again is not as effective as some of the things that absolutely are. Just another instant of just uh, just idiocy. Idiocy that continuing to spread that's making this situation that much worse. Also, in places like Australia, this is going to be the article before this one, uh, by the way, Tim. And people in, people in Australia are being arrested and fined for simply driving in their own car. I mean, yes, we got to take this seriously, but this is not serious. When you have an officer when you have a law enforcement officer coming up, stopping people all over the place, getting in contact with as many people, with many people not showing any symptoms of this, and then it predominantly being spread by the people who don't have symptoms, you're making the situation that much worse. And it's so stupid to see someone driving in their car, not hurting anyone, not potentially even infecting anyone, being in nature by themselves and now saying, you know what? Since since you're not doing what we're told, we're now going to come near you. We're going to make sure you don't isolate, and we're going to throw you in a box filled with a bunch of people. I mean, this could this couldn't be more ridiculous, more asinine than it is. And I'm sorry, but I, there's no reason why you should trust the government to have your best interests at heart. As of course, we have also a New York City health official member. This is again the the health New York City committee member. Uh, who literally was talking about fighting racism and being defiant and going out to large parades as a way to fight all of this that, that now is fear-mongering everyone talking about caskets and mass graves in Central Park. Again, this is, in these two tweets, I don't know if you're showing them right now, Tim, uh, the, by Mark D. Levin, again, New York City major health official that, again, underplaying this, not taken seriously, and now massive fear-mongering mass graves in Central Park. This is These two tweets show you exactly what you need to know about the government's response. And it's absolutely freaking ridiculous. And it's also ridiculous. Uh, the next story, I think you should talk about this one, Tim, what is happening with Amazon and, of course, also Jeff Bezos. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Luke. So, yeah, what's going on right now? We got Amazon is tracking its warehouse staff. And get this, they will fire its warehouse staff for failing to socially distance themselves, and they're only going to give them one warning. And so, I mean, just imagine how much of a police state, and, you know, I've also reminded people you can't have a police state without the police. And so, you know, the government officials are there. And, uh, and to back things up to your point, uh, I mean, but just one thing, and also Amazon has been caught firing people because they've been asking to clean the facilities, to sterilize them, to disinfect them. Amazon, the people who call for that, fires them and they refuse to even shut down their factories for a half an hour to an hour just to clean. They refuse to do that. There's been a number of Amazon employees 
getting sick and now they're implementing these draconian rules giving you only one warning uh for act i mean it, it, this is just crazy and just speaks to the true nature of, of what amazon actually is sorry go ahead tim yeah, no, I was going to back up to your other point there and say, uh, you know, at least with the other police articles that we had going on, people getting fined for a thousand dollars going to a beach, getting a thousand dollars for, you know, driving around, uh, you know, it reminds me of, uh, you know, from the place you just fled, New York State, which is the place I fled. I'm originally from upstate New York. And uh Oh, yeah, you guys can be sorry for me for being for being from there. But no, but uh, with, when it comes to wait, what did they have like the thousand dollar or they had some sort of not thousand dollar permit. They had a permit in order to gaze at stars was going around just a few months ago. Yeah, that ago. was before this entire sickness. You, you needed a star gazing permit that you had to pay the government for to be allowed to be in national parks at night. Uh, yes, this was before. This is the big nanny state. This is the total centralized control grid that wants control of every aspect of your life to the upteenth littlest degree. And it's absolutely insane. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, but then uh, getting back to this Amazon article, though, the spokesman added individuals who intentionally violate our social distancing guidelines will receive two warnings on the second documented offense termination may may occur so it sounds like it's actually one warning and that because the second one you're done uh but anyways yeah i guess i'm sure it probably depends who the people are of, of you know i'm sure a politics will be inside of there but you know i luckily i don't work inside an amazon facility maybe if we have any uh you know people listening right now that do maybe if they want to give us any tips on you know, how things are going on uh you guys can you guys can do that or maybe maybe you don't want to leave it in the comments so then that way big brother uh jeff bezos doesn't find you but speaking of uh big brother jeff Bezos is the world's richest man again with $113 billion, despite giving away $36 billion to his ex-wife in divorce settlement as coronavirus pandemic sees number of billionaires tumble by 226 in just 12 days. I mean, everybody cue the world's smallest violin right now, uh, you know, that they're half, you know, half of them are poorer than they were a year ago. But yeah, I mean, let's take a look at, you know, a lot of these billionaires are going to be the ones who, and I don't hate billionaires and, and I'm not, you know, hating on people who have money. But what I do hate is like, especially like in the airline industry, when the airline spends, uh, you know, forty-six billion dollars on buybacks and then requests fifty billion dollars loans, and so who's getting rich off of this? You know, it was all the billionaire owners of those companies, even like the Carnival Cruise Lines and all these other cruise lines. It's all major billionaires that own them, but then we have to use our tax money to then bail them out. But oh, we get the chicken feed. Here's your nice three thousand uh, dollars, Mr. and Mr. Smith, for your family of four. Meanwhile, we're going to saddle you with sixty thousand dollars of debt and then play off the, uh, you know, play off the populace, uh, you know, against one another. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, more ridiculousness going on. And uh, and, it's pe and it's people like Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk that are lobbying for more bailouts for themselves and their companies and their interests. Again, the way that Amazon has been treating this uh, should make people aware of, of what the company truly is. I mean, again, one of the world's richest people, again, even after a divorce, he just lost. $36 billion to his ex-wife. Still, he was able to regain that because of this insanity. He also was very smart. Some people say too smart and was able to get out of the stock market, sell off a lot of his shares right before this major crash. As we know, a lot of other government insiders uh, also uh, got intelligence briefings and warnings and then sold a lot of their stocks, of course, leaving us with the bag to hold of empty crap. And it, there really isn't more of a government-connected person than Jeff Bezos with his connections, not only to the Washington Post, but also, of course, the CIA, the Pentagon, and all the number of contracts and all the number of 
of projects that they have together that should be absolutely terrifying. Now, this is not just a man that, that that's horrible to his workers, where workers have to literally pee in bottles because they, they, their bathroom breaks get literally timed and they only get a few of them. Uh, they don't have enough of them. Uh, but, but this is a man literally working to develop AI in a weaponized format. This is the man also working to break encryption so cryptocurrencies become valueless. This is also the man that worked and has, has already um, used facial recognition technology all across the world, selling that information to countries that, of course, track, trace, and database their own citizenry and treat them as a slave cattle. And this is the man, I mean, gosh, darn it, that, 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 that somehow people see favorably? No. I mean, we should yeah. be staying away from, from Jeff Bezos and his company with a 10-foot frickin' pole as much as we can, but that's just my opinion. Uh, and, and they get us with convenience, and um, they get us in a good way, but we should understand that at the end of the day, we're the ones who are going to be conned by Mr. Bezos, who not a good person. No, he's not a good person uh, at all. But I mean, I, one thing I do want to point out is you had mentioned these, you know, CIA ties. If it wasn't for that, uh, I forgot what the contract was called, Jedi, or maybe that's the one that they're renewing. But if it wasn't for the CIA cloud contract, they wouldn't even be profitable. So yeah, they make a lot of money. They make a lot of revenue. And so when it, there was actually, I remember there was one quarter of 2018 where Apple had actually more profit in that one quarter than Amazon's profit for the entire existence of the company, which goes back to the uh, mid to late 90s. So that's you know something important to keep in mind. Then they use all their political influence to then buy off favors with, oh, if, if you or I start a business and we need to go mail something of our little business that's worth nothing, oh, we've got to pay full rates. But if you're Amazon, then you actually get all your packages subsidized. And then you've got such a behemoth. This used to be the problem with Walmart is you got such a behemoth on the suppliers. And originally, it's a big open marketplace, just like YouTube was, just like Facebook was. Oh, just like Twitter was. Oh, everybody come here and be free, and it's your own public square. And then once they got, then once they got you, then they can just impose any will that they, will that they want on you. Now to go back to Amazon, it's the same deal where they now that they've got you know so so many people working in all these different places that the politicians are like, oh well, you know, if we didn't get this and these many people are going to lose their jobs, well then think about all the other people that lost their jobs down the line of different suppliers who now you know uh, let's say if you're Campbell Soup, I'm just making up a company obviously at random here, and uh, this is what Walmart was famous for, and let's say you needed to get your your soup down to you know 28 cents a can, and so then they need to go spend millions of or maybe billions of dollars retooling everything, making bigger factories. And now that you've got all this debt out there, Walmart says, you know what? Actually, we need it for 26 cents. And you're like, well, I don't know how I can get it down. I've already cut everything. And they're like, well, if you don't do it for 26 cents, then uh, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to lose your contract. Well, then you're going to go bankrupt because you've already spent billions or tens of millions of dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars. And so it, so they really have you by the you know what. And it's just you know very predatory. I'm not against capitalism, but this is crony capitalism where you've got the richest people in the world who own the politicians, who then he buys Washington Post, and that way he can take a tax write off and use that as a propaganda piece, uh, you know, for everything everything else that he's got going on. So obviously you could tell we're not big fans of Jeff Bezos, but I do uh I will admit that I am guilty myself of using Amazon quite a bit. And luckily they haven't interrupted us during uh the segment, uh, which that would be fitting. But yeah, that's all I've got to say, Luke, on uh, when it comes to Jeff Bezos. Yeah, and he looks like a freaking evil criminal villain. Look at him. For frick's sakes, <laughs> if, there, if there ever was a case for an evil villain, I mean, the, the, the case would be made very strongly with Jeff Bezos. Even just looking, he looks like uh, you know Doctor Evil. Uh, you know, well, then you've got then you've got that. Pull, 
Yeah, then you've got that photo where, where uh, not to switch, but to Zuckerberg, where he's walking through and he's got, like, everyone's got on the VR goggles and he's kind of playing boss. And then you've got, I know there's, like, the uh, photo of, of almost looking like Iron Man or something, where he's kind of got these, like, big jetpacks. He's actually pretty jacked now, Jeff Bezos. But I guess when you've got $113 billion, you can uh, afford the best You can trainers. buy a lot of testosterone and, and uh, growth hormone with that. Uh, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, but of course, I, I really do see Zuckerberg and Bezos as the new kind of robber barons, as these new kind of Rockefeller, Rothschild figures, because when you look at the amount of power that they wield and the interests that they do it with and how interconnected they are with government, you really see something that is destined for an Orwellian 1984 future as if we don't have it already. And with the government acting as incompetent and as strong-handed as it is, I don't see things going that well, but that's just my opinion. This is how I see it. If you think we're wrong, let us know why in the comment section below. We always appreciate the conversation. We always appreciate the opportunity to learn. And the best way to learn is to have an open and honest conversation. We could have that in the comment section below. We don't censor comments. So stay tuned for that, plus a lot more here on Change the News.